Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was okay. Um, it was a little windy on Sunday, though, right? Yeah, I think I think it was a little cold over the weekend. Yeah, and it's super cold today, which is Monday. Hmm. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't snow this this Wednesday. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So we're already in March. Yeah. Well, it's the beginning of the week. We got to think positive. That's true. Always be positive. <laughs> Well, talking about positive, there's a lot of talk. We, you know, we in a lot of the stuff that we put out there, and all all of the emails that I, I put out, and as as I'm meeting new supers out there, resident managers, um, I you know we're always talking about co-ops and condos and rental buildings and brownstones, single-family brownstones, and um, you know I, I I took a step back. Um, because some of our new, you know, some of the people who are newest to our team have asked me about co-ops and condos. So I thought just in case, maybe we should talk about what co-ops and condos are, mm -hmm. um, as well as rental buildings. And, you know, in New York City, you have all of the buildings that you see around you. They're going to be one of just a handful of, of you know, where the buildings where people live in, I mean, there are only going to be a handful of different types of apartments. So it, it would either be a rental, it would either be a, or a co-op or a condo or, you know, a, um, um, you know, single family or two family apartments. So, um, and in other boroughs, you may have more of one type of building than the other and, and so forth in Manhattan. So I thought maybe it would be great to kind of go over um, these different types of buildings. But I also think that, you know, there's a couple of reasons why you should know if you're, if you're coming into this industry or if you're part of, it, part of this industry is that, you know, when you go into, when you interview with a building and you're, um, whether it's a co-op condo or rental building, there's different terminologies each building and nothing makes you look more professional can make you more professional look like you're more experienced and professional than to like be able to use the same terminology as they do and also understand how how it works because in each of these buildings as you know um, they operate differently in each of these buildings or how these buildings operate what their goals are um, are are different you know, they can vary from building to building or from this type, one type to another type. Right. <coughs> so, like, for example, I go to an interview um, and they're interviewing for a super in a co-op building. So, um, and the <laughs> interviewer asks, uh, why, did you, why did you sign up for a co-op super? Like, um, I just saw the posting. Like, oh, do you know what a co-op is? Like, do you know... Um, what the difference is between co-op and condo and like say if I can't really answer that it's pretty embarrassing and like if you know how to how to answer that, uh -huh. that you're gonna look really really good um, uh, compared to other competitors and they're gonna say like oh this guy knows what he's doing or she's doing so I think it's crucial to know just, um, even if you don't know all the specific things that, are, that differentiates all these buildings, but you should know the basics, I feel like. Yeah, you should know the basics. <clears throat> and because <clears throat> uh, you're right, when you go into a meeting, you know, if you don't know how to use a terminology about that building, um, it could seem to, it can make you seem like a, a newbie. Yeah, you know, like if, a, even if you are experienced, right. um, these are like really basic fundamental things that you should know if you're 
in the building industry, maintenance industry, like, like this is like ABCs of the of 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 the field. Right. And also, there were some words that I uh, personally am confused sometimes, like owners, landlords, shareholders, like resident, uh, tenant, subtenant, um, right. like sublet. I I think if, if we can kind of dabble on those as well, um, just in case if someone asks, mm -hmm. like I feel like I should be able to answer these pretty clearly and right. I feel like I should know um, how they're different, like what's the difference between resident and tenant? Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I think it'll be a good time to go over some of the basic, basic terminologies this, uh, in this episode. And it's also great because it's easy to learn. There's not there's not much out. There's not many words here. Mm -hmm. There's not many There's not many terminologies. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's a, just a handful, mm -hmm. and it applies once you figure it out whether a building is a co-op, condo, or rental. You can it applies to all of those buildings in the same categories. Yeah. So it's not like you're you're learning a a oh. huge. Uh, dictionary of words you're just learning a few important stuff and this is the other cool thing that you can and, and i don't know if we're going to have time to talk about here but you can map your financial future and or your professional path mm -hmm. by knowing the which type of building is going to serve you better because right. these buildings are not equal in, right. in how it can it can help you on your path to where you want to get to, mm -hmm. either financially, professionally, or both, you know. So, mm -hmm. so knowing these, and I think that's, I think some of the more seasoned RMs out there and supers out there do know the difference between these, and they they know what, you know how each type will give them one type will give them more opportunities, financial opportunities than the other or maybe more job security than the others, but it's good that we go over them here and we'll start with the, with the basics. Yes, and um, yeah, I, I try to Google these words and I just have no idea what they're talking about. Like, um, it's, it's really difficult. So right, um, right. if you can make it as simple as possible, um, <laughs> as easy I'll as try. possible. I'm not, I'm not the best person to <laughs> simplify things. I can yeah. I can make things more difficult um, unnecessarily, so if you can just keep me grounded in what I'm saying, that'd be great. Okay, I yeah. might be asking a lot of questions, so. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hopefully there won't be much, but too many. But okay, let's yeah. start. Um, okay, let's start. So let's talk. What do you want to talk about first? Which building? Like buildings. So it seems like there are like five different types of buildings. Uh, five main types, I would say. Main types. Yeah, main types. Yeah. There, there could be others that we're forgetting here, but mm -hmm. the ones that we deal with a lot, especially right. if you're going to be working in Manhattan, mm -hmm. it's going to be those types. Yes. So, um, for instance, that type is, so we have rentals, rental buildings, um, co-ops, cooperatives, there's condominiums, and there are brownstones mm -hmm. and uh, multifamily, um, uh, I guess multifamily housing kind of falls along rental buildings. But um, there's, you know, two family housings in Queens or, or the other, other boroughs that need same, similar servicing that mm -hmm. we're called to do. So I don't want to leave them out. Mm -hmm. But um, in Manhattan, you're basically going to see those those uh, types of buildings. So co-ops, condos, brownstones, um, rentals, single landlord, and what about multifamily? Multifamily single landlords. That that's the same thing. Yeah, multifamily rental buildings. Um, they they kind of fall under rental buildings. Okay, so single landlord and multifamily is rental. Just rental, I would say. Yeah. What if the owner lives there? 
Yeah, it's still a rental. Still rental. Because he's over. renting, the owner lives there, but he's renting it out to other people, so other families. So no, no, no like if the owner lives there and that's, that's the only family that lives well, in that. That would be like a single family or brownstone. In, in Manhattan, there's no, usually those are brownstones. Those are single buildings that have, that the whole, the one person takes over. Okay, so I'm getting confused here. Like, <laughs> I know we haven't really started, but and I take things for granted because if you're doing this, um, you know, over and over again, what was once complicated to me, you know, becomes simple. Okay, so. then let's start with the easy ones. Uh, not easy ones. The most famous ones, which is co-ops and condos. Okay. So actually, I think that those are the harder ones. I think rentals are probably what people are most familiar with. Rentals okay. are building, you know, apartments that uh, you have tenants that live inside. So the people that live inside these buildings mm -hmm. are are called tenants, mm -hmm. and they usually pay the landlord. They pay a um, there's a lease, so mm -hmm. he gets a lease, which is a permission to stay, an agreement to stay, in exchange for rent. Mm -hmm. So that rent goes to the landlord, and that landlord uses that for you know various things like the upkeep of the building, the mortgage on the building, whatever. But um, that's the simplest structure because in a multifamily um, single landlord situation, which is a rental building, um, you have one landlord, and just for the purposes, I'm not going to go into like, you know, um, what type of landlord is it? Is it a person or is it a corporation or is it a partnership? You know, I'm not, I won't go into that, but all I'll say is that in just to simplify things, usually in the rental building, there's one landlord, mm -hmm. there's a single um, person or entity up there who owns that building, the entire building, so all of the apartments mm -hmm. and all of the space is owned by a single entity or person. And whoever lives in that building and um, has a lease pays uh, rent to the landlord. Okay, so that's rental equals single landlord, right? Rental equals sing single landlord, yeah. Okay. Um, then what about multifamily? Multifamily, well, maybe I'm confusing uh, you because Multifamily just simply means it's a building with multiple units in it. Okay, so like, it can be a co-op, condo, um, like brownstones. It just means you have a lot of units. It means you have multiple units that people are living in. Okay, so... Let me see if there's a maybe a legal, uh, like a official word for this. Um, so any kind of apartment building you see is actually a multifamily then? Yeah, yeah. So um, multifamily, um, it's, it's just a, that's, a, that's a classification of, of a type of building. So it's how the city looks at a building. If it has multiple families in there living in separate apartments or separate areas of the building, it's called a multi, multi-family okay, uh, so residential building. Okay, so it's a broader term. Right, broader right, term. right, right, right. And, and I guess uh, what then, how we should break this down is to say that there's, you know, co-ops, condos, rental buildings, brownstones. Okay. Right? Brownstones, what's a brownstone then? So brownstones are basically, um, do you remember the show, uh, uh, the Cosby show? And do you remember uh, they lived in a, a really nice um, like building that was like sandwiched between similar buildings? Like townhouse? Like like uh, for instance we have a client on west 11th street who owns that brownstone that building this brownstone and there's a single family that lives there mm -hmm. and she hires spark super to take care of uh, the trash and the cleaning so brownstone is more like a type of building 
Brownstone is a type of building. I mean, I think I think the official. Uh, when we say brownstone, it evokes a style of building. It evokes a style of building where, you know, you have a densely populated area. There's a lot of people in New York City living together. So to have whole families with many, you know, many family members living in the same building, you know, you're, you're, it's kind of like a house in the, in the city. Yeah, so then... Can you rent out the brownstone? Yeah, you could rent out the brownstone. So then the owner, then it becomes a rental where you have a tenant living there and then you have one person that owns that brownstone. So brownstone just simply means one family house. Yes. Can it be two family? Uh, it could be two family. You have to, I mentioned that there's two family housing in, the, in other boroughs. So, okay, just to make it easy. It's, these are great questions, and I'm not the best person to explain this, but basically a brownstone is an owner-occupied building. Okay, then, but you said you, you can rent it out. You can rent it. They can rent it out if they move to a different um, state and they don't want to leave it empty and they want to make rent, they can rent it out. So it then becomes a rental building. Okay, I guess what I think what you're trying to say is brownstone can be. I mean, it it could vary, but usually, in general, when you say a brownstone, it's one family apartment, like house building, one family building. Yes. So. Typically. Yes. So. And the owner usually lives there. There right. are cases when you could rent it out in that case if you want to you you say it's a rental building but usually you say it's a brownstone because it's like one one family um, building right i mean the city may call it different something different right but, but usually in in this industry, industry industry we say oh it's like a house one one family lives in there right it's like a single family brownstone and we'll get to it, but there's a particular reason why a lot of, um, for instance, resident managers take on brownstones versus um, other types of buildings with more tenants or residents inside. Okay, and when you say rental, usually it's multiple units? Yeah, usually it's multiple units where there are people living there that are not related to the landlord. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's, that equals a single landlord building. That equals a single landlord building. Okay, I got it. Um, then, okay, co-ops and condos. So do you think we should go, I mean, we should really call it co-ops, condos, um, single landlord buildings, yeah, that's and it. brownstones. Brownstones? I don't, um, yeah, I guess, yeah. Okay. That would make sense. I mean, just, just for the purpose of later on, it'll be important as to what the differences could okay. mean. Okay, okay. So brownstones are like houses, one separate houses like you see in Jersey or Queens. Um, yeah, like, yeah, it's like a house in the city. House. And other, other ones are like multiple apartments. Right. So that's people okay. actually living on top of each other and mm -hmm. in this, you know. Um, and, and those are, uh, I guess, in, in just going back to multi, the meaning of multifamily, mm -hmm. that's what be a multifamily where in a single building you have multiple Family. families living in there. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So you have, uh, we just talked about uh, landlords, um, uh, single landlord rental buildings. Let's talk about condos first. Um, in a condo building, um, in a like there's a let's say there's a multifamily condo building, so you have multiple apartments with different people living inside. Um, each of those people um, own may own that unit, so they actually own the inside of the apartment, the walls, the the ceiling. They actually own that space. That space, that maybe if they're on the third floor 
of that building. They actually own that space on the third floor. Um, so in that, in that building, um, basically each of those apartments can be seen as a single house mm -hmm. with its own, you know, like when you, when you buy a, an apartment or buy a, a house, you get, you get the deed, right? Right. And so that deed says that you own that physical thing. So that's what you. That's also what you get when you, when you buy a condo, and a, a condo you get the deed to that space. And yeah, and you also have to pay property tax on that, right? Yeah. So then that means that you pay actual property tax on just that, that thing, mm -hmm. that unit, your apartment, right. and which also means that if you, it's, so it's kind of seen that this. The apartment is seen as its own little house with its own property taxes, its own, you know, um, utilities, its own, um, you know, whatever, whatever comes with, uh, it's kind of like owning your own, your own house. Mm -hmm. That's, I think that's easy. Right. Easy. Does a condo have boards? Yeah. So a condo is run by, because you have multiple owners in there, mm -hmm. they all own these apartments and you may have different people that own different apartments. All the stuff that happens in a building, a condo building is run by a board of direct, board of managers. Mm -hmm. So a board of managers is actually um, a group of owners that are elected by the rest of the owners of the building mm -hmm. and they come and they, you know, meet up and then they make decisions about the buildings and... Yeah, like, um, because, for example, elevators, everyone has to use elevators. So the board of managers, but um, they decide how much money, you know, they're going to spend on elevators and common areas, right? Right, right. So they decide, they make those decisions. Um, if they need to make an upgrade on the elevator or if uh, they need a new intercom system. Um, so basically... Like representatives. It's like Congress. It's like representatives, yeah. So each of those owners, um, the owners are elected. A certain, certain owners of the building are elected to the... or they, they volunteer their services to the board and the board makes these decisions. So the important thing here is that um, multiple people come together to make decisions. I see. And here, board of managers, it doesn't mean it's the management company, right? No, no. Now, management company is would be different. So the board um, are a group of owners. So these owners may pay an outside manager, building manager, property manager, to come to handle, to help it manage the building stuff, mm, all I the see, business like. So there are separate, di different people. Yeah, so there are different people. You, they're pay usually outside person that mm -hmm. uh, the building pays. Mm -hmm. So everyone together shares shares the expense of paying for this building manager to help take care of all of the things that happen in the building. Okay, I I, I think condo is is um, easier to understand. Right. Uh, but when it comes to co-op, um, there are a lot of similarities, right? But right. Um, there are also differences. So co-op is similar in the way that it has a board as well. Yeah, and you have multiple people living in there. Yes, because it's multiple owners, there's, or co-owners, there's a board that filters that makes that decision so mm -hmm. on behalf of all of the all of the owners but where it differs from the condo is that they're not really they're not really owners of their apartments mm -hmm. there's their owners of the shares mm -hmm. of that of that um of the corporation that owns that building mm -hmm. so they're that's why they're called shareholders they have these shares that show them that that show that they own parts of the whole building as mm -hmm. a whole and they don't live there um, they, or uh, they don't own that physical space they don't own 
the walls or, or anything. They just own um, that piece of paper that says that they are co-owners of the entire building. The entire building, okay. Right? So if you have, um, so how does that convert to physical space? Okay, so basically the physical space. So if you have, like, let's say, um, like, do they sell one bedroom apartment for like three shares and two bedroom apartments, uh, you need to buy six shares. Is that like that? Yeah. So basically, um, the shares are divided according mm -hmm. to, let's say, the size of the apartment. Mm -hmm. So someone with a larger apartment um, has, has more shares, right? Mm -hmm. Most likely. I see. Um, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I think it's co-ops, you really have kind of like, I think I have to really look into it because it's, it's so hard to imagine that you don't own that space, right? Yes. But I think uh, maybe I can come up with a familiar analogy. So let's think of pizza. We all love pizza, right? <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, so in a condo, you own your own small personal pizzas. But in co-ops, the owners, quote, shareholders, there, there are no shareholders in condo, right? Right. So shareholders only co-ops and there's this huge, large pizza pie. pie. Pizza pie. And you own a piece of that. And if you, one piece is for like $1. If you pay $2, you get two pieces or larger piece. Yeah, I, I guess I guess that could be it. But but, but it's just I think like the whole big pizza that you're sharing but with multiple people. Yeah, the only place where I'm losing you is that um, maybe we can say that that pizza owns that building. <laughs> So you may own a larger slice. You may, you know, like on a pizza pie, you may be entitled, you may have bought three slices. Mm -hmm. But that just means that you bought three slices of a company that owns the building. You don't really buy three slices because it, it, I'm, I'm getting mixed up because... I'm just, I'm just referring pizza as building. As a building? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I can see that working too. I just, I'm just trying to think of, because uh, in, a, in a building, you don't, in a co-op building, you don't really own that space. That, that you don't own anything physical. You, in a co-op, you only own paper that says that you own parts of the entire building. Hmm, okay. Do, does that do you does that make sense? Like, it's really hard concept. It is, but I think um, it's important to learn. Still, I know it's it is uh, difficult, but it's important to learn because if you're a part time super, and you're, let's say, asked to go into an apartment to take care of something. Um, you really have to know, you know, one of the things we talked about in prior episodes is, is make sure you know who's going to pay for what. And in the case of a co-op, um, you would have to know exactly where the responsibilities lie so that you know who's going to pay you for a job that you do um, at the end of the day. You know, is it going to be the shareholder or the building, the co-op itself, or something. So even though it's difficult, uh, if, if it's a difficult concept, um, it's something that, that I think it's, especially if you're going to be going into co-ops and being a, if you want to be a part-time super in a, in a co-op, um, you, it's so critical that you understand the difference. Um, because if you don't, you're not going to succeed in that in that area. 
Okay, then um, is there any easier explanation or at least I know the structure? Maybe we should think of it this way. Imagine there's like a nice Ferrari, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say you're, you share that Ferrari and it's in, in the title that you get to the car, you, you, you pay together with a whole bunch of people to buy that Ferrari. Mm -hmm. So when you get that title, you're not gonna get a title that says you own the, the dashboard and you own the, the driving wheel or the, the gas pedal. Mm -hmm. Everyone's name is on a single title that says that they own the car as a whole. Mm -hmm. You can't take the door off and say, I'm gonna, this is my door, I paid part of it, and so I'm gonna walk away with this door. Mm -hmm. or the engine. No, everyone owns a piece of, the, of everything. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, that's the concept here is that if you, have, if you and 10 friends buy a Ferrari and you're, you know, you're, you're, the benefit of that is the whole car. Mm -hmm. And it may be an agreement that you guys make who gets to drive it on the weekend, who gets to take it to the club, but you can't s split the car into 10 parts and walk away with it, right? Mm -hmm. You may have an agreement between you and says, okay, I'm gonna take it on the first, first Tuesday of every, or first Friday of every month. And that's how, you, that's how you do it. So if you think of the building as a Ferrari, um, none of the people own that apartment, but how they get to live there is that they, they have a, a lease that they sign with the co-op that allows them to live inside their apartment and to, con and to be the, the primary controller of what happens there. So it's like renting from the company? Yeah, you're actually renting from the corporation oh, that you own. That's really interesting. Yeah, so... Uh, and it's but, but in this case, you don't say they're um, like renters. No, no you, don't, you, you don't call them renters. Even though they're technically leasing that space, right. they're actually shareholders. And that's why there's a separate term for shareholders versus condo owners. I see. So you don't pay property tax? You don't. So what's interesting is that oh. the building pays, the entire building has one property tax. And this is oh. where everybody shares together um, pays together as co-owners to share that property bill property tax bill so that's why condo don't condos have like less maintenance fees do they have more condos maintenance fees? have i guess less maintenance fees i would say because you don't have to pay the uh, you have to pay your property tax separately. separately. Yeah. And in in co-ops, property tax is this huge building, and it's actually included in the maintenance fee that you have to pay for. Right. Oh, I kind of get it now. So, um, and but usually condos are more expensive than co-ops because I don't want to piss off any share, uh, shareholders, but condos is generally more desirable mm -hmm. because you have more control over your space. And because you, you technically own that space, nobody can come in and kick you out. Unless, of course, I mean, you've, you've you know, breached your agreement with the, uh, with the condo board and the association, because mm -hmm. there's still a condo board and the building is part of an association of condos, mm -hmm. or you fail to pay your property taxes or your mortgage and the bank comes and takes that. But in a, in a, in a co-op, you have more restrictions than that. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, you're part of a community of shareholders, so most likely there's gonna be more oversight into what you're doing. More restrictions. More restrictions. More rules. Right. Right, and to be to be free from that, you're generally going to have to pay more for a condo. I see. I get it. So to sum up everything, um, condo is condo is that real estate that you know we normally think of, right? Yes. You're 
that is the apartment that you're buying, but a co-op is like cooperation, right? Yes. It's it's a company. You have to stop think think that thinking that it's a it's a property, like separate properties into one, but it's actually just one company. Right. Company and you own shares of that. Right. And that's why there are shareholders. And there are more rules um, in co-ops and condos. You have a little more more right to your space. Right. Right. You have more right to your space. So, believe it or not, a lot of this will make a significant difference for this for the part-time super. I see. So, I can kind of assume that how the building is run. Um, like if if there is a leak or there's renovations, they operate differently. Right, right. Well, yes, absolutely, yes. But um... like for example, condo owners, um, they have less restriction on renovating their space because it's, it is their space versus co-op shareholders have more restrictions because um, it's actually not theirs it's the companies so you have to get approval from the other shareholders too you yeah I mean you're on the right track because that that definitely uh, should be a, a, a something that um, happens I I would say Maybe a one a better way to look at it would be renting your apartment. Like if you're a shareholder and you want to rent your apartment out, let's say you're moving into uh, you're moving to a different state and you want to rent your apartment out, and you're a shareholder, you're going to have a a tougher time doing that than if you were living in a condo. Mm -hmm. In a no condo, rules. you have yeah, condo because in a maybe I should say this. So what do we say about a co-op? What, what, what happens in there? Everyone has this piece of paper, right? Mm -hmm. And they're co-owners of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that Ferrari that we talked about. Everyone owns a piece of that Ferrari, but not the actual parts of the car, mm -hmm. right? So if all of a sudden, another stranger comes in and wants to ride in that car mm -hmm. everyone else is going to be like whoa wait a minute mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like our car right mm -hmm. so who is this person that's coming in and is this person you know like does he have the right credentials is he a, a good person they're going to check all of that stuff in a in a condo you own that space so generally uh um you have you own your own Ferrari. you own your own Ferrari you yes you own your own Ferrari whatever you do with it that's your problem I see and in the co-op because let's say you're coming in as a shareholder like you want to buy a co-op apartment and come in as a shareholder mm -hmm. right because now you become a co-owner of that Ferrari the other owners want to make sure that you're going to be paying your bills for the maintenance of that Ferrari that you're going to be paying for your registration of that Ferrari that you're you're going to be paying for all of the things that go into the upkeep of that Ferrari because if they bring in someone to take care of the Ferrari and he he's broke or he's a bad person mm -hmm. you're going to everyone else is going to get hurt by that I feel like co-op is more like a bus then <laughs> a bus like you, you get a seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could say that. Like, like there everyone are multiple rides, seats. <laughs> everyone rides in that bus. Yeah, everyone rides in the bus, and like, like I want to know who's sitting next to me. Right, right, right. Whereas um, condos are just one person car. Yeah. Just one person rides in the car. Right. I mean. <laughs> and like if you if you pay a lot of money, then you get to sit in the cool cool seat. 
<laughs> the back of the bus. <laughs> the cool seat, the back <laughs> of the bus. The, the cool seat. And okay, if you don't, you have to sit next to the nerd. Yeah, the next geek. to the nerds, or <laughs> I, I am the nerd. Or next to the next to the driver. Or next to the driver. Oh God, everyone hated sitting next to the driver. <laughs> Yeah, All right. So, yeah. So I I kind of get it now. I, I just but I guess the, the what I want the reason why I pulled up a Ferrari is because it is someone's home, right? Mm -hmm. And that's their that's valuable to them. Mm -mm. You know, the, the home the when people when 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 people buy in as shareholders to a co-op, they generally are buying a home. They mm -hmm. want to they want to live there. They want to commit themselves there. They want to take care of that. They love that space, mm -hmm. their home, and that's why I say Ferrari because it's kind of like a Ferrari to mm -hmm. to yeah. to someone. But a bus is kind of like <laughs> no, there are cool buses, like tour buses. Right, and don't make fun of buses. That's true. All I can think of is yellow school school buses. <laughs> but but I know what you're saying. I think the concept I think is correct. That I I would like that concept better. So from here then, I'm getting still um, confusion on some of the words. Um, so well, I know shareholder only belongs in co-ops, um, then in condos, do you call the unit owner just the owner? Yeah, in a condo. In a condo. Right. That's the, that's the owner. I think, yeah, yes. But sometimes don't you call um, a shareholder an, an owner as well? Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're practically it's no different. Mm. Practically, at the end of the day, they still, they have control over their space. No one else can go in there without their consent, unless it's an emergency or something. Mm -hmm. Um they can sell that apartment to another person and probably make, make a killing off of it if you're living in the city. So at the end of the day, for practical purposes, it seems to be the same thing. Okay. Then what about residents, uh, re uh, residents and tenants and subtenants? Is there anything called sub-resident? Okay, so subtenants are uh, in a co-op, co remember your uh, you you're allowed to stay in there by a lease right mm -hmm. it's in your apartment mm -hmm. so if you now rent the space that you're mm -hmm. leasing mm -hmm. to somebody else mm -hmm. that's called a sublease regardless of um co-op or condo now remember in a co-op you the person the shareholder has a lease to her space mm -hmm which technically she doesn't own. Right. Or she owns only a part of. Right. In a condo, they actually own the, t the deed and the, the, the property. They own that property, right. that apartment. So they are the unit owner, and the person they rented to is a renter. Mm -hmm. And is that the tenant? Renter equals tenant? Equals tenant, correct. Okay. Um, then subtenant is... Subtenant is the uh, the tenant that leases uh, that rents from a shareholder. Shareholder or what about in condos? No, well, I mean the only way you could be a subtenant, I think, um, in fun like in function, you could be a subtenant in the condo is when the owner rents to somebody. Who rents to somebody else? Right, and in co-ops. In co-ops, if that owner, that quote-unquote shareholder, uh, rents her her apartment, rents her apartment to another person, that other person becomes a subtenant. Okay. So. Okay. Um, in condos, there's the owner, unit owner, and if he or she rents it to other person, then that, that person is a tenant, right? Right. But in co-ops, the shareholder is a tenant already. 
And yes. if the shareholder equals tenant um, rents it to someone else, um, then that person is called subtenant. A subtenant, yes. Okay. I see. Right. So sorry about that. So you actually made it much clearer. So let's let's figure this out then. Uh, sorry. One more thing. Resident. Then what's a resident in condo and what's a resident in co-op? It does resident uh, mean whoever is living inside that unit? You call whoever it is a resident. Yeah, I mean he resides there. So it's just a very simple term, like uh, a resident who who resides there, and it could can be tenant, subtenant, shareholder. Um, well, well, shareholder equals tenant. Well, in yeah, in a co-op, and I just say a res I call a resident whoever lives in the building. Whoever lives in the building. Yeah, rightfully lives in the building. Okay, regardless of um, building you know, type. Okay, is a renter or rent? Right. Yeah, okay. Right. Because I get it. Yeah. I basically, get it like let's say if you have a water shutdown, you're you want to inform all the residents. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're a subtenant, tenant, or a, a shareholder or unit owner, you want to get that notice out to anyone who's affected by that. I see. But if you're asking for money for work that was done inside a shareholder's apartment, that's when it becomes important um, what that person is. I get Whether it it's a subtenant or if, if someone is asking you inside a co-op to do work, you have to know who's asking you to do that. Right. Is it the right. subtenant, tenant? Doesn't matter if it's a resident. Mm -hmm. It just now it becomes important that you have to know who the who that person is. I because see. then you have to go up that chain of command. You know, if a if a tenant is asking if a subtenant, which is a person that's renting the space from the shareholder, mm -hmm. comes to you and says can you do this and this and this in my apartment? The first thing you need to do is who's responsible for that? Mm -hmm. Is it the shareholder? Is it the building? Is it the subtenant? And once you understand that, and once you answer that question, then you know clearly who's responsible when you're done to pay mm -hmm. for that bill. Because I if see. you just do it, no one's gonna, it's gonna be easy for people to, to to put that responsibility on somebody else. Yeah, and if I know this, I know who who to speak to. Right. I get it now. We should we should make like a little. Um, this is a lot of information. We should make some sort of like PDF. Um, or is, or like a chart or something. Right. Yeah, like a chart. Right. Do. Okay, now I kind of get it. So uh, I have another question though. Um, Airbnb, right? Right. When it comes to Airbnb, um, the person who's, who's renting the place of Airbnb, um, that person can be a resident too? Or tenant? You well, I kind of want to keep uh, Airbnb out because okay. number one, that's that's illegal, I think, in New York now. Is it? And I think that if you find out as a part, if you're a part-time super in the building, and you see that there's the Airbnb going on, most likely it's in violation of the co-op mm. or condo rules, mm -hmm. and it's most likely now a violation of the city's laws. Oh, I see. I didn't know so, that. So there's a, but there are rent. I mean, rent. It's Airbnb is different in that we're talking about sh very short term yeah. stay, and that oh, wait, like it's my you lend it to a fr uh, not lend but you know your friends someone's friends um, inside there or you know like uh, I guess that could be illegal too if Airbnb is illegal right doesn't matter if oh well if it's like someone's relative. Well, that's different. I mean, family members, but, but once again, co-ops are going to have more restrictions mm. on who you can allow to stay in your space I see, I versus see. a condo. And 
So if you see a, an unfamiliar face in the building, that's I should kind of like be aware. You should always be aware of who's in the building. <laughs> that, that is so true. <laughs> oh my God, what am I saying? Well, you should always know as a part-time super though, you should always be aware of who's in your building. You're, you're actually, remember, you're one of the most important functions at a part-time super is that you're the eyes and ears mm -hmm. of the place. So you're there to make sure that, you know, residents are generally um, safe by noticing things that are out of place over there. Mm -hmm. Now you're there to kind of notice those things that are out of place and letting the building manager or the building know, mm -hmm. um, landlord know about that. So you should always know, but um, going back to you know, co-op condos and rental buildings, each of, the, each of them uh, obviously have a different way that they work. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about, so we talked about the different um, buildings and how it's kind of structured, right? Right. And so we know that, um, you know, rental in rental buildings, you have a landlord that makes all the decisions mm -hmm. in the building. Mm -hmm. One person owns all of the apartments. Yeah, and one owner, one corporation. Well, yeah. There's sorry. There's another question then. Uh -huh. If it's like a like a company, like a development company, can own a building, right? Yeah. Um, versus co-op. Co-op is also like a company. How do they differentiate then? Ah, uh, okay. So. It's more advanced question. <laughs> it's a more advanced question. Yeah, absolutely. But it, you're you're really combing, go, getting into the details here, which is great because. So you're asking me what the difference between a land uh, a corporation, a like let's say a corporation. Yeah, like a big company that owns like I'll say related related company that owns. A multi-family building, mm -hmm. and then you have a corporation, co-op, a co-op corporation that owns that, which essentially is the same thing. It owns that entire building. Right. Um, the main difference is that uh, in a in a rent in a single landlord building, mm -hmm. um, that landlord has purchased that because. That's a business. That that building is a business. So it's a, it's a for-profit mm -hmm. operation. Mm -hmm. So a development company or another landlord will usually invest in a building, mm -hmm. and use it to um, to make a profit mm -hmm. by uh, buying the building and renting it out and getting and receiving rent money. Mm -hmm. So profit is always the main point mm -hmm. is always one of the highest higher considerations. I wouldn't mm -hmm. say main point, but it's a it's a high necessary, it, you know, necessary consideration. You've got to make a profit mm -hmm. if you if you're if you're a landlord. Mm -hmm. A corporation is a landlord, too. You mean co-op? Uh, I mean, a, a co-op corporation is a landlord, too, in a way, because mm -hmm. it owns that building. Right. But because of the shares, being given out to a whole bunch of shareholders um, who live in the building, who have mm -hmm. a stake in the building, mm -hmm. who, you know, these shareholders obviously want to make the building work. So they'll, they'll make sure that they'll come together and perform, you know, work to collaborate to make sure that the building is taken care of. It's more about taking care of the home. I mean, the goal of a co-op then you're kind of saying, what's the goal? What's the goal of a co-op? The goal of a co-op, really, what you're asking is, um, if rental, if if single landlord buildings, the goal of that, if the goal of single landlord buildings is to make money, make a profit, then what's the goal of a corporate co-op co corporation? And I think it's mainly to make sure that it's um, serving uh it's it's adequately serving as a home community for its shareholders 
Okay, so what I'm thinking is that these development companies, um, they they might have shareholders too, right? Yes. Um, but they don't live in there, right? They don't live. They don't have the tenant uh, company, company and shareholder tenant relationship. Yeah. But in a co-op setting, you have that special relationship of signing the lease from the company, um, and you have to live there. Uh, well, not all the co-ops, I'm sure there are exceptions, but generally, you have to live there, right? The shareholders must live there. Yeah, there's a requirement that the shareholders live there. Yeah, and development companies, you know, they they're more like investors. Um, uh, those shareholders, they can be living in China or you know, in Brazil, yeah, anywhere around the world. Yeah, or different state. But co-op, you sign the lease. You have to sign the lease. Shareholder has to sign a lease with the company. With the corporation as a mm -hmm. home, yeah. So there's. I get it. I get it now. Yeah. So, a a co-op corporation is not your traditional landlord, mm -hmm. right? In that sense. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not there for the sole purpose of making a profit. It's there to make sure that it serves as a, as a home mm -hmm. for its shareholders. I see, I see. Well, we can, like I heard um, someone invented co-op. Co-op is a, something someone actually made, right? Right, right, it, it's, a, it's a financial product, I guess. It's something that was created I think I, I'm not. I'm gonna just take a leap at this, but maybe back in the '80s, mm -hmm. when I mean, I, I remember the, the theory is that because buildings were were so dilapidated, buildings were broken down, and you know, rental buildings, the tenants tend to care less about the building, right? Mm -hmm. And because they don't own it, they don't they don't have any stake. Renters don't have any stake in the building. Mm -hmm. They don't own anything, so they care less about the building. They mm -hmm. can care less about the building, so buildings are becoming worse and worse shape. And then, uh, the, because of the new New York City was so, I guess there was there were problems with the with the economy that landlords were not able to upkeep their their mm. their buildings. So there was a you know really terrible situation where all the buildings were going to going to look like you know look like crap mm -hmm. and what I guess what this allowed building owners to do was to sell mm -hmm. the apartments mm -hmm. um, in this case you know make a corporation and sell shares of that corporation to the residents mm -hmm. allow them to buy in mm -hmm. so that they can make a profit and it would also create shareholders who had stake in the in the welfare, you know, the, the cosmetic appearance, mm -hmm. the condition of the building, mm -hmm. that they could take care of it together. I see, I see. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So co-ops so co were a way for landlords to make a profit and for shareholders, for renters to become shareholders and then for them to become stakeholders in the building. Mm. And I think that's where maybe um, we may be impacted by that mm -hmm. is because uh, as supers, when you're working in a rental building, you're, you're not working a lot of times with with stakeholders with the actual owners of that space right yeah you're dealing with renters who have different goals mm -hmm. than shareholders mm -hmm. renters just want they're renting a space they they're they need to play they you know they they a lot of them are like students yeah a lot of them can be students i'm trying to separate you know renters and buildings long-term renters mm -hmm. Um, and then I'm talking about the younger renters, like mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. like the ones that come here, get a job, you know, fresh out of school, and and they're paying. And the purpose of that is to you know they they they're looking for a place to stay, and 
um, really this is not uh, that building is not a place where they're going to call home for a long time mm -hmm. so naturally they're not going to care for it as much as a shareholder mm -hmm. of a building mm -hmm. who does care about the things that happen in the building right so when you have those two different types of mentalities those two different goals you'll work as a super and the building is going to be different yeah of course right yeah it's it might be much more work you know it's i think it's just common sense if it's yours you care about it yeah if it's you know if we share it like think about it like bathroom in your home versus public bathroom that everyone uses yes no. <laughs> i see okay i i think some of the things are really clear now um it's still it's difficult to understand like how the shares work and everything but at least i know um for sure there are you know, shareholders only co-ops no well i think i think i yeah i think it's very it's not easy mm -hmm. and i think that um i'm having a tough time you know even though it's something that i deal with on a daily basis it's, it is a little difficult for me to explain mm -hmm. um but i think the important thing and the reason why i think you and i are talking about this is because there there could be a lot of confusion when it comes to super's work mm -hmm. um because different people are um have different responsibilities yeah there's different expectations for each building mm -hmm. renters are paying rent usually mm -hmm. let's say a high rent so they want things to be done you know right away um they expect it to be included inside their mm -hmm. rent mm -hmm. um and they may think that okay if i tip the super that should be enough mm -hmm. Whereas a super that's used to living in a, in a condo co-op um, environment, um, they're, gonna, they're not going to think that the, that the $2 tip or the $5 tip is enough to do something. Yeah, like you, you can't change an air valve for right. $2. Right. And then also what's different is that in a, you know, in a rental building where the landlord is operating this building as a for-profit enterprise, there is, there is gonna be a different way that that landlord handles repairs. He's not gonna, um, there may be more of a incentive for him to do a, a quick repair, mm -hmm. like a fast, cheap repair, than to do it correctly. Right. Whereas in a co-op, that, if, especially if it's inside the apartment, that shareholder is expecting the super to do a great job. Right. They don't want um, work, shoddy work, especially if it's going it, to it damage not only their apartment, but let's say damages the apartment around right. them. So the expectations are different right. in each of these buildings um, and the sense of professionalism that they expect. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah. Then, as a result, the salary or the pay that you get from those buildings will differ. <laughs> yeah. So ultimately, translate to money. Yeah. Right. Because landlords uh, are watching their expenses and their bottom line. Yeah. They they do want to watch their expenses when it comes out to you. So if they can get away with uh, doing work that you know is just enough to get by they'll they'll do that yeah and then um, not have to pay for an outside vendor to come and do it right and then the rental building also the landlord when they hire somebody most most landlords will want to um, make sure that the part-time super also includes uh, repair work somewhere in there mm -hmm. and is also expecting that if you do repair work that's paid extra that it's going to be at a significant discount, mm -hmm. right? But if you're working in a co-op environment, there's more of a... Quality. Um, yeah, the more expectations of quality, and there's more of an expectation that you get paid in addition mm -hmm. for doing that special work inside the apartment. Mm -hmm. um, so those are, those are some of the differences that 
that uh, could impact could impact. But supers, if yeah. yeah, and if you know that as a, as a part time super, and you're trying to get into the industry, or you're in the industry, and you're trying to map your way forward and try to figure out how are you going to plan your financial growth in this industry, you really should know right. how you, which building you're going to go into, um, where you plan to go from there, mm -hmm. you know, what your end goal is. Um, you know what what your what 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 parts of building maintenance you like to do like is it repairs is it is it working with people is right. it um, managing others running a crew mm -hmm. like being a leader is it um, you know if you if you know those things then you can really uh, figure out which building you want to get into which position, um, what you're going to learn there, and what opportunity you're going you're gonna to jump into next mm -hmm. to further your growth and stuff like that. So if you're already at the top of your game and you're an RM, a resident manager, and you've done, you know, you've done things, you've experienced everything, and you just want to make money, maybe you will just additional side money, maybe you will go to a brownstone versus another co-op. Mm -hmm. Because a co-op, you you most likely will have to deal with all of this stuff. You know, you're going to have to um, uh, deal with all of the issues that come with a co-op mm -hmm. versus if it was, you know, if you're going into a rental building, or I'm sorry, if you're going, if you're going into a brownstone and you would know you, you know your responsibilities would be limited mm -hmm. to uh some maybe a simple couple simple tasks and right. you're able to make money from that right you know so um think about think about these opportunities deeper mm -hmm. than oh i just want that building oh right. uh, a part a building needs a part that's super let me just get that and then you go in there and you do the work and you may find that you're unhappy or that things are too hard or that things people expect too much from you and it becomes difficult. So before, you know, before you get into that position, um, uh, if you understand these buildings and how they work, uh, you will, I think you can, these can be, this can be a, a very re rewarding path for you. Yeah. Career-wise, right. That, that that was very um, helpful advice. Now we kind of know uh, the general scope of these buildings. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to review though. It yeah, there's a, a lot, lot of questions. It was a lot of information. Well, I think that if people have, if uh, if if anyone has any question, you know, reach out to us because. Um, it's important. Yeah, that, that and these notice. are the things that we want to talk about. Yeah, these are, and we'll, and when you want to be uh, part of that conversation, when people talk about shareholders and and all that stuff, you yeah. you should know that that should be part of your um, that should be part of your vocabulary. Right. And you should know exactly who you're what referring the, who to. Who you're referring to? <laughs> if a, if a board man, yeah, if a building manager property manager is, is interviewing you and he asks you what you would do in this situation, um, if you know it, if you know the vocabulary, yeah, and you know, you know, even if you may not know the right answer, but you know who the players are, then it makes you look like, you know, it makes you look like you're, you're so experienced. Mm -hmm. um, so let's learn it. All right. Thank you for the class. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here and answering, asking questions, Jennifer. My pleasure. Anytime. <laughs>